0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Amanda with CrossFit Cortland. Amanda, what is going on? Happy Monday. How are you feeling today?
2: I'm fabulous. How
1: are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, And look, we're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with CrossFit Cortland. And so I want to start with the basics here and give the viewers some perspective of the gym. You know, Amanda, how many members are you serving currently?
2: Uh, We have about 82 members right now. That's including kids and teens as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And so, for you i mean what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through your doors
2: word of mouth honestly um we have about 27 ogs that started with us from day one um just under two years ago and it's really been them and how much they've loved the community that they've brought extra people in
1: yeah yeah i think that's big i think being a, a staple in the community is huge because if you do good at what you at your service, you're gonna get dividends, which is just referrals in this case. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I know you said you're over the 80-ish mark right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm curious if leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go?
2: Um, our space could hold a lot more. Um, we have just under 9,000 square feet. Um comfortably for a coach is 15 to 20 per class um funny enough most pile into either 5 30 a.m or 5 30 p.m those are our two hot times that we have people um we want to keep it a community so we don't want it to become um where it's not personable with each athlete that comes in um but comfortably we could probably take another 50 to 100 without a problem
1: wow yeah that's awesome And I think that's great. And I think, I think, um, for you, I'm always curious, right? Do you think it's, it's a matter of getting more people through the door to reach that point or a matter of being able to handle that many people coming through the door? What do you think the concern is there?
2: Um, I have an amazing staff. We have eight, um, coaches on staff right now that have a variety of training. Um, I think our staff can definitely hold it and handle it. It's, um, the retention and getting people through the door, people are just scared for one. And two, um, we're in a different little location. We're in a historical building. So we're not allowed to advertise outside our building, like Mm. on the outside of the building itself. So a lot of our stuff has to come from social media and other athletes. So we're still, we're going on two years and we're still getting people saying we didn't know CrossFit was back in Cortland again. Um, So that's been a hard, that's been a challenge for us.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so now, I mean, this is something that I, I know just from being in the industry. And I mean, I think once you get past 50 members, you know, it's really hard to manage and track. So how have you been able to manage and track the metrics of how long someone's been with you, where they came from, if they're looking to cancel those, those are the important metrics to like the survival of the gym. How do you track that?
2: Um. We really keep very personal with our athletes. We find out what's going on in their lives when they come in, um, what's happening, what's going on with their families. If uh, all of our coaches do an amazing job of saying, hey, I haven't seen Joe in class um, all week long, we'll shoot out an email or a text message to him. Hey, what's going on? Anything we can help you with. Um, and it really keeps us on a very close level with our athletes that We're concerned about what's going on outside the gym as opposed to in it. Um, I mean, we're concerned what goes in it too, but um, we keep in contact with them. We really monitor what's going on. And when we have somebody that comes to us says, hey, you know, holidays are coming up. People are really getting scared with financials for the holidays. Um, We've been able to work with them to figure out a way to make it work so they can stay in their happy space and we can continue on with business as usual too
1: yeah yeah completely i think that's big i mean it really goes to show how tight knit of a community you guys really are which yeah. i think is awesome and so uh you know i'm always curious about bigger pictures and what you guys are really trying to accomplish so <laughs> let's say five ten years down the road here i mean what are you guys trying to accomplish with crossfit courtland
2: world domination right <laughs> 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 um uh, i have some happy girls, um We'd love to, I, I love the space we're in right now. However, it doesn't give us like our healing, our ceiling height that we want. So I'd love to build a facility um, that encompass getting in uh, more of like our rope climbs and our um, stuff that we would need the higher ceilings for. Um, I'd really like, and I don't know if it would be in the same, I go back and forth on this, um, in the same building or separate, but I've really come to, love the adaption, uh, adaptive portion of CrossFit and how much it helps develop um, persons with disabilities. Um, I took the adaptive training course a few months back and just fell in love with it. A spot I never thought I'd go to um, or I'd never um, really dive into. Our facility currently isn't the greatest at um, being able to accommodate. um, So I'd love to have a facility that we can build that program. Um, the other part is I really want to get more kids into our programming and really take them up through the steps. I want them to see from a young age. Um, I have two boys that just turned nine today, actually. Um, and they're at the gym every day when we're there, they're there with us, they're working out with us, um, and really trying to instill those good, healthy habits for them, um, and keep their noses out of the tablets. (laughs) So Big goal would be a big would be a bigger facility that we can um really present to everybody. Right now we're making it work with the um space that we have. Um yeah, that's kind of where we're at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No beautiful answer. I, I think that's the biggest thing there. I mean, I think obviously everybody wants world domination as well, but <laughs> I, I think uh, the growth is inevitable. And I think that's that's you have a a, a bigger picture. And I love how community driven you are too. I think that's something that I don't see too often on here. So, uh, oh, big kudos there. <laughs> and so, I've got one more question for you here, Amanda. My favorite question of the day. You know, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you?
2: I'll give you two, actually, if that's okay. okay. Uh, one is, you can't do everything yourself. Um, I tried doing everything um, possible, even with um, you know my husband was helping me, Clinton, he was doing an amazing job. I had my um, now head coach Mark, that was right by my side, but I just didn't want to relinquish everything up. Um, that was a quick burnout because I work a full-time job too. So that was a really quick burnout for me. Don't do everything yourself make sure you piece it out, um, and be the leader, delegate out the stuff and just check up on the people and know that you're putting the trust in them. Um, the, the second part would be plan ahead. Um, something, you know, I'm going in, we had a year in March, we'll be two years this coming March. Um, and I just finally, about a couple weeks ago, sat down and planned out my 2023 year. And when I need to push stuff out. So I'm not at the last minute going October 2nd. Oh, it'd been great to do barbell for boobs. You know, we're already into the month. So um, taking a little bit extra time to plan things. Those are my two big things.
1: I love it. I love it. Like Amanda, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, anything at all, please let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and the gym.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Facebook, we're CrossFit Cortland. Nice and easy. Same thing for the website. Uh, Instagram, we're CFC13045. So CrossFit Cortland 13045. Um, and definitely check us out. We have a huge, uh, we're doing the Hero Watch Chad this coming weekend for Veterans Day. So we're uh, donating all our proceeds to ClearPath in Syracuse. Since I know you're from the New York area, uh, the Syracuse area, it's a great charity. So yeah. Jump on and check us out for that.
1: Totally, totally. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, I just want to let you know how you can access the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm absolutely. just going to go ahead Thank and you. sign your address out over here, okay?
2: Thank you so much.
1: No problem. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave-your-credit-card-at-home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I'll be your host today, Emily Newton. And here we have Dustin Brown. What's going on, Dustin? How are you doing today?
4: Doing good, doing really good.
3: Yeah, well, we're definitely excited to have you on. And I think you're going to be able to add a lot of value for our listeners. So before we really dive into the nitty gritty of everything that you have going on at your gym, please tell us a little bit um, about how you would describe it.
4: Okay, so, uh, you know, the, the Brand X uh, method that I do here locally is kind of an affiliate uh, offshoot of what Jeff and Mickey Martin, um, you know, started, who started up CrossFit Kids, started a brand X method so mm-hmm. I am, I am a, a training facility underneath them so I can be found on their brand X website um, but you know I'm my own separate business in itself so I run it yeah. and make all the decisions um, yeah. you know, our, our, our main mission is to do what's best for kids and teens um, mm-hmm. you know, so we're trying to kind of confront you know the public health threat you know on the kids building strength and conditioning for them um, yeah. all of our programs are designed specifically for kids. And adaptable to any environment. So, um, you know, what we're trying to do is kind of help kids get back into the fitness level that they should, uh, especially post-pandemic.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that you guys are like instilling that that value at such a young age.
4: Yeah, well, you know, mastery and confidence, motivation, you know, all those things are like key ingredients uh, when it comes to being able to help these kids, you know, develop in the gym. Um, You know, and and obviously long term, you know, bring freedom and fearlessness when they whatever it is that they try to conquer. So,
3: okay, that's awesome. So, tell us about how you got started in the fitness industry in the first place.
4: Yeah, so uh, mine's kind of an interesting story. Um, You know, in two thousand and ten, my wife and I um, were struggling with trying to build our family, and you know, I we chose to adopt uh, two children. Um, So we had a long journey with the adoption process. Uh, I have two adopted children from Jamaica um so you know my kids are super athletes uh (laughs) when i first met them you know in the orphanage um and we were running around and 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 working with them i was probably 265 pounds uh very overweight uh i was an ex sports you know three three sport athlete in high school played you know collegiate baseball so i knew what it was like to be an athlete but obviously Mm -hmm. life happens when you get married and things kind of you know depression anxiety when you're trying to have kids so uh, I struggle with my own weight. Um, and then, you know, when I watched my kids run around and play and I couldn't keep up with them, um, yeah. my kids yeah. were my driving force to make a change, you know, physically for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never could find anything that really was attractive to me, you know, because I wasn't a clang and banger. You know, I wasn't, you know, some sort of gym rat where I could just go in, put my big, you know, headphones on and crank out a few reps in the gym. Like that just wasn't me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I couldn't find anything that I loved, and um, actually, Alex Demambaro, a you know architect here in town, um, mm-hmm. was going to this crazy new thing back in you know 2010, which was you know for our town, which is CrossFit. Um, and he was telling me all about it. He's like, "You got to check this out! You got to check this out!" And in typical old school CrossFit style, the uh, gym was in a back alley. Uh, refrigerator, uh, cold storage unit that had been, you know, converted into a gym, and there was no lights. The window was maybe four foot or four inches by like eight inches, so you couldn't even see what was in there. <laughs> and the moment you opened up the door, people were like banging sledgehammers on tires and what? swinging and doing crazy pull-ups on these yeah. makeshift, uh, you know, pull-up bars that the guy had put together because he didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> and the next class was huddled around a small little uh, propane heater inside the building. <laughs> wow,
3: so that, is that crazy. was
4: my introduction to you know what CrossFit was, but it was such a new thing for me. Um and I love that it was all inclusive. I love the community. Um and you know from there I just I fell in love with it and just kind of kept developing, you know, my desire to, to learn more. Um, I liked that it was new. It was different. It wasn't a typical gym environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the breeding of like the family and friends grouping. Um, right. Everybody kind of pushed each other. It didn't matter what fitness level you were at from elite to you know the you know brand new um, everybody was just all inclusive. So um, nice. I went, I went through that. And then after a year and a half, uh, two years uh, working with, you know, through CrossFit and kind of developing my own, you know, love and desire for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. owner had kind of approached me and said, hey, you're a really outgoing person. I love your energy. You're consistent. Yeah. Yeah, um, would yeah. you have any interest in coaching? Because I'm, I'm, I'm losing a couple of coaches because he had hired just uh, college kids in our town. And I said, yeah, but, you know, long term, I want to, I want you to know, like, I love this so much. I want to figure out some way to do this with kids. And he was like, oh, well, I eventually I'll line you up with the kid people that are doing CrossFit kids. And I was like, perfect. Um, So after coaching for a few years, our owner decided that he didn't want to do it anymore. And I opened up my own CrossFit gym um, called Destination CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was here. We opened it up with, you know, four other partners of mine. Uh, So there was a five partner group. Um, so that was kind of an interesting business, uh, you know, deal, you know, the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. Right. Um, you know, so that was a difficult thing to kind of manage. Um, uh, but out of that, um, bread brand X for me, um, being able to kind of within the community, you kind of connect with a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, that connection, uh, you know, through other CrossFit gyms connected me back to brand X you know, through, you know, through these other, you know, places that I had gone and kind of learned from. So, um, in 2015, I I decided to, you know, to open up, uh, you know, destination CrossFit, uh, you know, with, with my group of 2014, technically. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, in 20, uh, what was it? 2017 is when I started Brand X inside my CrossFit gym.
3: Gotcha. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a pretty, pretty cool story. So now that you have your, your own space, Talk to us about like what is the model you use and what services are you providing your members.
4: <clears throat> so right now, uh, I, I, I provide four classes for the teens, uh, one class uh, for my adults. Um, okay. Marketing and everything is done in you know in a small town like ours. Of you know we have like thirty five thousand. I shouldn't say small, but it, it's it's small for for most of the areas around here. Mm-hmm. Um, word of mouth gets around real quick, uh, good and bad. Um, so, you know, my marketing has kind of been on its own. Um, you know, I have a 2,400 square foot facility. So, you know, inside there, you know, I'm obviously limited, uh, to the size of classes. Um, and I also limit it because I'm the sole, uh, sole coach right now. Um, I had a, a person that was kind of helping me out for a, for a small minute, but they went off to college. They were one of my original students, uh, that started with me. Um, and he's an amazing individual. He's, he's trying to you know, play D1 basketball. Um, he's awesome athlete. I actually fell in love with him because he, uh, he started off with me and within three months uh, injured his ACL. So I helped him rehab and, and come back. And now the kid's six foot tall and doing windmill dunks and you know, <laughs> nice. all sorts of fun stuff. So amazing little athlete. But, um, you know, it was a, it's a struggle to and I think all gym owners can kind of attest to this you know, you, you've got that quality that you're looking to produce within, you know, the coaching realm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and I feel like it's hard to let go. You know, it's it's hard to let go. You train somebody and you hope that they do that. But right. even, even with my, my guy, Javon, um, you know, who, who was a coach, he had shortcomings as he kind of got to the point where he didn't really want to be there anymore. Um, okay. You know, and, and that was, that was tough to hear from my, my athletes that, you know, he was struggling. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you have somebody struggling like that, you start to lose clients. So, you know, and I kind of stepped back in and <laughs> you know ah, yeah. try, try, try to bring the athletes back in. So yeah, word of mouth was the big way that we, you know, brought our, bought our clientele in and still bring our clientele in.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, try to keep my class sizes no bigger than 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's primarily just so I can make sure that everybody gets um you know that coach's touch uh you know that they need to you know to make sure that they're getting their value for their membership
3: right because you don't you know you definitely don't want to think anything to be
4: uh right 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 you know and 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 not just the watered down piece but you know i think anybody can attest that if they've ever been in a crossfit style gym or a gym where they're you know quote unquote paying for a coach or feel like they're paying for a coach they kind of want to get their money's worth and even if it's just you know a couple of tips or you know a correction here, or there. They feel like, hey, I I I, I got something today. You know, yeah, even if you look at like the, the the per you know class cost that you know a lot of these places are paying, it's like, mm-hmm. man, you got if you had just one coach for 20 minutes, it would have cost double that, one on one. So you know, yeah, i yeah. again, I try to make sure that they get that you know that touch, and not feel like it's just a watered down program, you know, online. So. <laughs>
3: Okay, so uh, for our listeners, I think that a, a good topic is just to talk about like how you get people in the door consistently. So you guys are doing word of mouth. Would you say that that's working to get people in the gym consistently, month after month? But for for for
4: me right now, yeah, it's it's actually been really good because you know most of my my athletes that are coming in that that I train are kids. So kind of that different the different motivation is people want to work with their friends, right? Like especially in that teenage years you know, they want to work out with their buddies. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't take much when I'm like, hey, you get your buddy to come in, I'll give them two weeks for free. And then if they stick around, I can incentivize you with half off of your membership if they, you know, if they sign up, you know, so it's kind of that give and take a little. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I haven't had to do the half and half too often just because as soon as one person's getting results, like the kid, especially with the kids, they're like, hey, how did you do that? And I post a lot of videos Um, You know, I utilize my social media marketing um, as much as I possibly can. Um, I don't I don't over post. I I feel like sometimes you get some gyms that are like it's like, oh, here's another post about some kid, you know, just another one. I I like to post when things are special. Um, Mm -hmm. I I like to on my social media page post with successes that my kids are having, you know, post through me you know heading off to college doing their signings especially you know right now as we're kind of winding into the middle end of the year uh, mm-hmm. for school. Um, a lot of my kids are signing college scholarships and you know okay. heading off to school so you know that's fun you know being able to do the kind of the graduation ceremonies from middle school up into the high school you know I work with the coaches you know for the, for the local high school so um, you know that's a lot of a lot of my connections there too and again you get that word of mouth and you know the coaches love you. They're gonna send people to me. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. I have tell me. Um. Have you guys looked into doing anything else for for Legion?
4: Um. You know the. You know to to get more clients in. We we really haven't, and it's not because of you know any reason not to. It's it's just more of. Again, I try to keep my class sizes. You know, pretty pretty small. Um. You know, for for that touch, and I keep them full. I've got a wait list of like five kids right now, even just to get into the group. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to water down or, oh, you know, over, overdo the, the capacity of my classes. Um, right. I could open up some more classes, but right now, um, again, since I work with kids, which is a little different than working with athletes, there's yeah. a window, obviously, from eight to five, Monday through Friday, where yeah. <laughs> the kids are in school or, you know, right. doing after-school activities. So my class times are, you know, early in the morning, five, six, and seven a.m., um, yeah. and then in the evening, you know, typically seven and eight o'clock, um, you know, my eight o'clock one hasn't played, has been attended. It's one that I'm probably going to push to a six and a seven, especially with the you know the change in, in time you know, right now. <laughs> it gets dark, and kids don't want to be out.
3: <laughs> okay, so really big, like what helping the kids out of that demographic. For outside of that population, like gym pop adults, do you also have clients in that range?
4: Yes. So my five a.m. class is my mixed clients. Um, that's right, my right. adults and my kids. Um, so, uh, and, and they have to be at least 16 or older to be in the 5am class, uh, again, just for safety of the kids again, you know, safety is, you know, number one, not just physically. Um, but, you know, I want to make sure that my kids are, you know, in a, in a safe, safe environment. Um, you know, obviously 16 year olds with adults is okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. You get them yeah. too much younger than that. And it's kind of, you know, you just never know. Um, but, uh, you know, the gym population at the 5am group, um, again, has been one that, it's a specialized group at 5 a.m. Anybody that's ever run a 5 a.m. class um, or you know tried to get a 5 a.m. class going or 5.30 a.m., it's a special group of people that are coming up because not a lot of adults yeah. want to get up at 5 a.m., especially Absolutely. if you've got kids yourself to yeah. stay up till 10, 30, 11 o'clock and be like, oh, I got to get up at 4.30 in the morning to get to the gym. So um, it, it's one that I've, I've struggled with recruiting new members Um, primarily just because of the time. I mean, you know, trying to get adults to break the habit of sleeping in until six 30 or seven o'clock and getting that self-motivation. Um, Mm. you know, it's, it's, it's been a difficult one to, to get, like I said, to get people to come in and, and, and join the, join the group. Um, but I have such a good group of ladies. It's primarily ladies. I got two guys in the group and the rest are all ladies because typically the ladies are going to commit. <laughs> um, you know, they, they're the ones that stay committed and and, and are recruiting girls um, you know, that that want to work out with them and they're kind of, they're all girls group. They got t-shirts that they wear on different days. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite groups in the morning. Gotcha.
3: Okay. So once you guys kind of get somebody in the door, what is your sales process like? Are you doing like the closing and the selling? How does that work?
4: Yeah. So how I how we get to, to kind of people going is obviously I said word of mouth. That's what that's what gets them in the door. Once they're in the door, um, you know, our process is, you know, a, a, like I would say, hopefully most gyms where you kind of get a once over with the gym. We offer one week for the adults. They get one week to try for free. Um, where they get to have, you know, all, you know, any class time that they want to come to, whether it's the morning time or, you know, like you said, I have a mixed class in the, in the late evening, um, as well. Um, it's been primarily more teens again, because of the adults uh, not wanting to stay out that late, but, um, you know, once they get that week in there, they get, you know, touches from me more often than obviously the rest of my clients. Uh, right, because right. again, they're new, they're learning something new. Um, and then once they have that one week for free, well, you know, we typically follow up and I say we, me, <laughs> since I'm the sole owner, um, I, I follow up with a phone call and just kind of a conversation. Um, yeah. I kind of keep it low, super low pressure. Uh, Cause again, I want them to fall in love with what they're doing. I'm mm-hmm. not looking to just have another, you know, uh, membership for 20 bucks where, you know, they're throwing money at me and never coming in. I want them to right. come yeah. in. Um, or I want them to quit, um, you know, and, and again, it's it's because I'm looking for people that are committed to what, what it, to the process of what we're trying to do, not just to have a membership and say that they work out two or three days a week. Um, you know, you're kind of a, you know, I, 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 the visualization of my people that are out there are, are, you know, a reflection of the product that I'm producing within my gym. So if mm-hmm. you don't want to commit to it and you don't want to see results, um, you know, that's fine, you know, go find your, you know gold's gym membership and you know go play around in the gym you know for 15 minutes and be on your headphones um that's not me um you know i want i want people committed so in that process i almost kind of grill them like an interview uh once they're done with the week and and kind of see what their commitment level is and if they're willing to commit to what it is that the process that we're doing um you know again i've, I've got a pretty good wait list you know from like i said word of mouth um and be, like i said keeping my my class sizes smaller um you know so that's allowed me you know the ability to be able to be a little bit more I don't say picky but you know grill, grill the clientele a little bit more than probably some
3: yeah I mean I definitely think it's really cool that you obviously care a lot about your members and you don't want to be like you know the gyms that are just charging you know that low barrier per entry just so you show up you right. actually want to of course you deserve yeah. to be paid for what you're doing but you also want the clients to get like their money's worth so I that's think that's good. pretty cool
4: yeah, no, I, I and I do. I think it's 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 kind of a sad thing when you see you know some of these cheaper gyms, you know, as far as the membership costs, right? Um, yeah. Where really they're just looking to bring bring as many people on, and no one's going to quit. You know, twenty dollars because I might go on Monday. Right. I'm going to start on Monday. No, I'm going to start on the first. No, I'm going to start on the fifteenth. No, no, I'm start at the end of the month. Uh, you know, you, that's not the members that you know that I'm looking for, and I feel like the quality of coaching that they're getting from me, and and not just that, but like. I do, I deeply care about my clients, um, you know, and, and, and especially I'm, I've been really trying to develop the, the female side of it. Cause for me, I love seeing, you know, younger females coming into the gym that have never lifted before um, and don't realize how strong they are when that fire in their eye lights, when they touch that barbell and they start yeah. lifting weights and they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this? Like for me, like that's just something special. So I'm actually working right now on developing a uh, a girls basketball group since we're kind of in basketball season. Uh, it's mm-hmm. coming in the evenings, two or three days a week. Um, so I'm trying to get uh, a group of girls, um, you know, that's at our, our WAHI right now, um, our local high school to start doing doing a strength class. So,
3: yeah, I mean, you know, definitely speaking from experience, like as like a young adolescent and even like into adulthoods when you're in your, your 20s, I think that learning how to be strong just kind of impacts all areas of your life. So it's really cool that you have that, you know, that's really tied to your mission and the impact that you're creating in your community. Now, with that said, it sounds like you guys have a lot of going on. So how do you track? Like, how do you keep track of who's coming in your door every day? Uh, how many people you're closing? The people that might be leaving on a monthly basis?
4: Yeah, so you know, I utilize SugarWad uh, as my primary source of my CRM for my client client retention management. Um, You know, SugarWad has been something that I I've known the owners when they first started up the app when it was just a little iPhone app that you could track for free. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing people! I love what they've done. I love that they give back. I love all the new adaptations that they have and the options that they're available. Um, And the other thing I love about the SugarWad app for my clients is when they leave. They get to keep all that information okay you know it's not like somewhere you know you get on some of these other you know platforms they leave and the moment i kick them off my platform because they're no longer a member, all their information all their tracking all their records it's gone so for me with the kids it was something important that you know obviously they're going to graduate and move on to college and who knows where they're going to go mm-hmm. i want them to be able to see where they've come from you know i think that in any fitness journey it's very important you know, for the athlete or the client to see the progression that they were able to start from yeah. and, you know, and where they're at, because without tracking, I mean, you're just kind of throwing darts at you know some random board, not even a dartboard, right? You don't even know where yeah. you're kind of going. You <laughs> you hope that you're getting it in the right spot. So um, I use SugarWad for that. Uh, okay. Push Press is something that I use for my billing system, um, okay. and I love Push Press as well because the integration that it has with SugarWad. Um, push press has been, you know, an amazing, uh, customer service, uh, piece for me, for me as well. Um, anytime I have a problem, I call them up, I get somebody instantly. They have a great chat feature that if I run into a problem with my billing, it's right there, but their integration with any software that I'm looking to, you know, to, to implement within my, my, my gym is there. It also allows me to send out things like, Hey, where have you been?
2: <laughs> <All right. laughs> or, where are you? Um, yeah. you
4: know, it it, it, let, it lets me know kind of what's going on. It has a um, uh, an attendance roster in there. Okay. I don't utilize that as much as I utilize just kind of old school paper pen because my classes being 15 or less, I know all my clients. I know their sports schedules, you know, especially for the kids. Like I go and watch them, you know, at their sports games and cheer for them and yell for them. You know, I had a, I had a little eight year old girl that, you know, she started up soccer and, you know, she would come up to me and coach, you're going to come to my first soccer game. And, you know, I showed up with pom-poms and a tutu on to you know, go cheer on. She thought that was the coolest thing ever. So, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's something that I want fitness to be fun and family oriented. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, because they're family, I know who's at my family gathering, right? Like, you know, Hey, who was, who came to your, who came to your birthday party? I yeah. know everybody. Um so for me it's a lot of self tracking that I've done. I haven't utilized the quote unquote check-in process okay. um, you know for myself because in four classes I can tell you every person that was in my 5 6, you know, and my 6 and 7 o'clock classes um you know right off the top of my head because of the consistency that my kids and 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 uh, adults come in at. Um you know and that's one of the nice things about having kind of a a micro gym versus a you know big gym. My my touches are a lot more personal. Gotcha.
3: Okay. So let's talk about the future Um, with where you're currently at now, currently serving kids and adolescents and also some gen gen population. um, My first question for you is, let's say three to five years from now, where do you want to the gym to be? Like, are you looking to grow? Are you looking for a way to continue to diversify your impact and help more people?
4: So three to five years, I'm looking at my current clientele right now, and, and actually doing some some planning with that. I really want to kind of mold my gym a little more into the specialization of some speed, um, you know, and some strength stuff, kind of sports specific, uh, kind of going forward. Um, I've been getting a lot of my athletes because they've been with me for so long. I mean, some of my kids, uh, you know, like I said, they, they started with me when they were in like third grade. <laughs> So, I mean, we were just doing push-ups and air squats and learning how to hold a PVC pipe in the in the correct form to do some, you know, basic uh, Olympic gym lifts, um, you know. So they've been with me for a very long time, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of their corrections have been very minute. Um, so the desire and the goals, because again, I, I do, you know, an annual goal uh, session with every one of my clients um, mm-hmm. to kind of see where they're wanting to go. What I keep hearing over and over again is, more sports specific training to help them develop their shortcomings for their specific sports that they're looking for. Um, so I would say in three to five years, I've been really working on trying to, um, bring in myself to, to some more trainings, um, you know, trying to look for that next great idea or that great person to kind of follow and, and, you know, kind of implement myself towards, um, you know, so that I can, you know, bring that, 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 that extra that they've got to my gym um, you know so I follow a guy named Adonis Harris uh, he does a lot of speed drills um, super cool cat uh, he's actually I think he's like five foot four or five foot five and his goal is to be able to dunk um, and I think he's in his mid-30s uh, love the guy to death has some great stuff so I follow him on Instagram um, you know, I've been trying to figure out a way to kind of you know maybe get with him and and go to, I want to go visit him and kind of maybe spend some time with him. Um, you know, just kind of see how he's doing the development of that speed and the explosion drills. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: and then the other piece that I'm really trying to expand is really get into the PE classes uh, from the elementary all the way up to the high school level. Um, so I've really been working on developing relationships within our community on, um, you know, showing, you know, hey, look what I've done with your kids. I mean, you know, and, and that and that's kind of the cool part about having these kids from third grade They're approaching the age and the athleticism uh, where they're, you know, performing and people are like, why is that kid able to do that?
0: And -hmm. these other
4: kids aren't right, you know, so it's like, oh, well, he goes to the brand X or he, you know, he does OTT, which is an overtime training specific uh, uh, coaching that one of my best friends, Stephen Garnett does um you know here in Walla Walla for basketball training and he okay. sends a lot of his clients because of like i said it helps him helps me right <laughs> help me <Yeah>. help you <laughs> yeah.
3: okay okay so lots of focus on the kids there uh anything for like the gen
4: pop you know, so for the for the general population uh, what i'm going to be starting doing is a little bit more uh specific training when it comes to nutrition and dietary um, you know, I want to start getting a little bit more, um, you know, on the nutrition side uh, so right. I can start developing it. I feel like so many people in the general population are looking for the next pill and powder and not realizing that it's just hard work and eating right. Um, you know, and I feel like, you know, I, I'd like to do some education classes. That's going to be into my development for the summertime is to, to develop some sort of nutrition program, um, you know, that is free um, and, and, and the sense of like the program itself, but, you know, coming and learning would be where the cost would come into rather than getting to every single month for 40 or 50 bucks. Right. I want them to just come and you know, for, for, you know, a nominal fee, you know, be able to get the information needed. That is real information, not something that they read on the internet or the next flashy Instagram post of like, help, help me help you lose 50 pounds, you know, just do this and eat this and you will lose it. No, <laughs> no that that's not the way it works. So, yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my goal for the gen pop is, especially for my adult group you know, I've been hearing a lot of, you know, needs for wanting true nutritionary, you know, expertise. So that, that's going to be my goal for the next you know year to two years, uh, is developing a program, um, like that and finding partnerships to work with people that want to just help people, uh, educate, not just fill them from a monthly standpoint.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely think, especially it's everybody just wants microwave results and that's just not not the reality. Um, It's easy to sell some, somebody on that just because, okay, if you tell somebody you can lose 30 pounds and I don't know, two months or 30 months, not 30 months, but um, it doesn't make sense. So I appreciate that you guys are really just keeping it real and authentic. Uh,
4: And, And that's what we want to do. I mean, we, we, we want, we want people to get real results, you know, from real hard work and not just a pill or a powder or a potion.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So something that I know personally about gym owners and personal trainers is that sometimes we care so much about other people that oftentimes we forget about ourselves and not saying that you even fit into this category, but (laughs) for our listeners, tell them like, what do you see for yourself personally, like outside of your members and the people that you do serve in your community? Like how is elevating your brand going to impact your life in a positive way?
4: You know, for for me, you know, we do neglect ourselves as trainers. You know, it's one of the things that you know, as I kind of grew in my own training to be just a trainer, not even just a gym owner, but just a trainer. You know, you kind of look at other trainers, you know, that are owning their own personal training businesses, and a lot of them are, I should say, a lot, but I would say 50/50 at least, are overweight or out of shape themselves, and I think. I look at that and I used to think to myself, man, like that person, like, look at them. Like, they, like they're they're not fitting their brand, right? They're not living their, you know, what what they're supposed to be doing. But I I've taken a new look at that and a new approach because I've kind of fallen that, you know, I was a super competitive CrossFit athlete, you know, always going to CrossFit competitions and and doing that. The moment I started caring more about my my clientele when it was just mine and no longer me with other partners. I ha- I didn't, I didn't have anybody else to kind of like lean onto and let somebody else take the wheel. I'm right. constantly driving. And when I'm constantly driving the bus, there's no way for me to go and work out. So mm-hmm. I neglected myself because I cared too much about my clients rather than sitting and you know spending an hour and a half to two hours of time working out on me. I'm, you know, I have a baseball kid that's like, Hey, I really want to step up my game here. Or I have an adult that's like, Hey, I want to get better at this. You know, how can I do this? So i take my time that I would have spent on me, and I spend it on the clients. So um, that's something that I'm really starting to try to break away that time, which is cutting down some of my classes um, sure. you know, that I was doing in the afternoons and spending that time on me. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of my goal for, for myself. Um, and I feel like if I keep developing my brand, I also need to look the part so it, it's been a super focus for me you know that this this new year um is going to be all about making sure i'm spending the time on redeveloping and rebuilding myself to match sure, my brand
3: for sure i mean would you say that there are some things that you know need to happen in your business for you just to, to have more time to to work on yourself because yeah, you know,
4: I, I, especially in the, in the in the in the you know the general population you know gyms i mean if you have a gym pop you know business like i had with Destination CrossFit. If you if you don't have some sort of delegation or or, or you know person that's kind of helping you with do some of these things, it's really going to you know you know fall short for your own personal gains, um, you know. And that's something that for me, I've got to start relinquishing a little bit of power and start implementing you know more either programs or or things to be able to take some of the stuff off of my plate. Um, you know, I, I've already implemented the programming side with Brand X, and that was one of the reasons I love them is they they do a lot of the programming for me. I just get to modify it for my gym so I don't have to spend four or five hours, you know, each day just trying to plan out that one week, you know, what we're going to be doing. Um, it's, it's all done for me. And then I can just modify it, you know, on a case-by-case basis for myself. Okay. But implementing more things to take off of my plate for my business, um, billing, you know, with push press, uh, I need to do a better job of, you know, implementing more of those things. Uh, you know, they have so many tools. I mean, I can't even talk to you about all the tools that they have. It's yeah. it's such a great program that they've got, um, you know, and then, you know, SugarWad. I, I, my goal is to get an, an iPad so I can stop taking attendance, man. you know, manually and just letting them do it, um, you know, so that's going to be one of the goals for, for myself. But I feel like just implementing systems, um, you know, and, and, and finding the right people to, to kind of take some stuff off your plate and asking for help. That's something that's really hard for me is asking for help. So I think us as gym owners will say that all the time. Like, it's so hard to ask for help because we want to have our hands in it all the time because it's mine, mine, yeah. right? You know, it's like my precious from the Lord of the Rings, you know, it's my yeah. ring. <laughs>
3: yeah. So I just kind of, we're almost like, are going to wrap up in about five minutes, but you just, you know, you touched on some really, really good things that, um, that I want to touch on. Yeah. So That's that asking for help thing. It's like, okay, we, our clients come to us and they're asking us for help. And that's something that I'm sure that you commend your clients for doing but, you know, on the flip side, why would you, see, why would you say that it's difficult for you to, to ask for help? Well,
4: yeah, I, I think for us, we have our own idea of what we feel is, is right for our business.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And I also feel like, you know, especially in my case, you know, I don't have a huge budget because I keep my prices very low for my clients. So I think being able to have information or have places where, you know, gym owners can kind of get together even and, and be able to have that ideas. why I love your guys' podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, to be able to, to, to get ideas for how can I help myself and help my business, um, you know, be different, you know, or, or make a change to help myself out. A lot of times we don't have that extra funds to spend on ourselves. We want to spend it on our clients in the gym. And again, I think you said, you know, we neglect us <laughs> by not asking for help. So,
3: yeah. Okay. Well, final question of the day. This is my favorite question. It's kind of it's like a, a summary of everything. Huh? So um, Five years from now just a very quick 30 second, like this is where I want to take my gym. So five years from now, where do you want your gym to be, you know, for the kids side and also the gym general population? And what are some of the things that you need to change to get there?
4: I would say I want two classes for both adults, um, you know, or gen pop, and then two classes for my kids I see myself being, like I was saying, you know, more geared around you know, the specific you know, strength and conditioning for sports specific. I want to really get to be an expert in, in that for, for the, in the field for my clients um, you know, and, and, and for myself. And I think the best way to get to that is just more education, you know, being able to get out there and meet other passionate coaches like myself um, that are doing the right thing for their clients.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I think this is a pretty good place for us to wrap up. But before that happens, where can we find you on social media?
4: Yeah, so uh, Brand X Method, WW on uh, Instagram, uh, as well as, uh, you know, on um, uh, Facebook. Uh, I do have a website as well, at you know, www.brandxmethodww.com. Um mm-hmm. So you can, you know, see all my stuff on there, read about me and my, my program and register for classes.
3: Yeah. Yep. So we absolutely appreciate your time here and your contribution to the podcast. Definitely looking to seeing what you guys are going to accomplish three to five, three to five years down the road. So to every, everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. Also, if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Moore's out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com
5: for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is John Paul from Mentum Move Training out of Brick, New Jersey. Hey, John Paul, welcome to the show. How are you today?
6: Hey, Hannah. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's an honor to be here.
5: Yeah we're happy to have you excited to have you on um, but before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on and how you run meant to move training first tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place.
6: Um, so yeah I started personal training I became certified in 2016. Um, I was working at a hospital at the time and I read I was always into working out into the gym um always trying to figure out how to optimize like movement and stuff like that and i remember i read a book by kelly sturet uh becoming a supple leopard and you know i was younger i was probably like 23 at the time and i was like i don't really know what i want to do with my life and i was reading this book and i was just so intrigued by some of his concepts and thoughts um, that i wanted to go into physical therapy so i was like all right cool so i'm gonna go back to school for physical therapy and in the meantime, I'll become a personal trainer because, you know, I felt like it just went hand in hand. So only by the time I get finished with school, then I'll be able to get, you know, the actual hands-on experience of a lot of the things I need to do. And then as I kind of grew deeper into the personal training field, I kind of realized that a lot of the hands-on stuff that you get as a trainer, um, you could prevent a lot of these things before having to get to necessarily the point of physical therapy. Um, so I started, I got a job as a personal trainer and I moved out. I'm originally from Staten Island. I moved out of Staten Island about an hour into Jersey and came out here and started off my own thing here after like two years.
5: Nice. Yeah. So you start really started from personal training and worked your way all the way up to owning your own facility. That's amazing. And yeah, I agree. A lot of um, times injuries can be prevented if you have a good trainer that's teaching you proper technique and. Yeah, I would definitely trust a physical therapist to do my training, so (laughs) that's good that you have that background, too. Um, Okay, so what, for the listeners, give us, like, an elevator pitch of meant-to-move training. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before?
6: Um, Yeah, so meant-to-move, I mean, you know, I get it from my clients all the time, and and I love when I hear it, because to me, it's, like, exactly what I kind of strive for. It's, when you hear meant-to-move, you're not thinking, like, oh, you know, commercial gym, like you know everybody here is ripped and jacked and power lifters and all that stuff like you know like I literally took the word movement and kind of you know like we're meant to move like it's literally what the word is so being here it's creating a an environment where it's not just about lifting the heaviest weight or or something like that it's it's getting your feet in the door getting comfortable and learning your body and really like optimizing the best way to utilize these muscles instead of just, you know, it's not how, to me it's not how you move, it's, no, to me it's not how much you move is how you move, you know, so it's, it's a lot of that and a lot of teaching people how to kind of engage these muscles that they didn't really understand were engageable at times.
5: Yeah, definitely. I the the name of the facility it does sound really welcoming. Like, yes, we are all meant to move, and it sounds like it's kind of like made for everyone. Um, so that definitely worked in your favor there with the name. I love it. Um, so tell us about like the services. Do you do one on ones? Do you do group training? Tell us about that.
6: Uh, yeah, so it's predominantly one on one training uh, and small group, like two to four people. Um, but most of most of my sessions are are one on one individual training, usually. Okay, cool. Two or three awesome.
5: times. And how many clients are you currently working with?
6: Uh, so right now, I'm working with about 26 clients.
5: Okay. And is that just you, or do you have any trainers there with you?
6: I'm the only trainer as of now. Nice.
5: Um, okay. So, looking towards growth, you have 26 now, and it's just you. What are you looking to get to? How many do you think you can take on? And then at what point will you hire another trainer?
6: Um, yeah. So, I'm actually looking into hiring another trainer now i've uh, had a few interviews because as i grow i want to make sure that you know i have people in place to take on other clients um as far as i can go i am I'm, I'm almost at that cap with the amount of sessions i do with some of them per week um so i do want to kind of start creating the culture and trickle down effect of having more trainers and getting more people in here
5: yeah definitely how has your experience been with um interviewing and finding you know quality trainers in your area
6: uh it's really well um I have to say that I've interviewed a few people like two people and they were both they were both awesome um now it's just kind of the process of again getting getting the clientele in here uh to work with their schedules and kind of figure it out um from there but yeah it's it's definitely an interesting um you know and like you said, you know, like what the podcast is about. It's like, you know, being a personal trainer is one thing. Being a business owner now and interviewing people, it's definitely a new role to take on and an interesting one, I think.
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, most of us, like when I started out, I was a personal trainer and then moved into the management role. And I was like, wow, I know exercise physiology. I don't know marketing. I don't know lead acquisition. I don't know retention. So it's definitely like a whole new ballgame to learn. Um, so this Thus far, how have you gotten your clientele? What's like the biggest way, like you market yourself?
6: Uh, So for me, the biggest, um, the biggest traction I've got has been from Google. Uh, Very, I found it very important to kind of understand like the SEO um, side of it and the aspect of, you know, everything with the search engine, someone typing personal trainer, Rick, New Jersey, like finding those ways to be in that also, you know, marketing on Instagram and Facebook and using social media as a platform, more so just to to, like become familiar with people. So when they do that Google search, if I'm in the top three, at least you're like, oh, meant to move. I've seen this on Instagram, you know, and and creating that kind of wanting to create that household name, you know, and and developing there and kind of pyramiding up. Yeah, definitely
5: kind of creating that brand awareness. So when people think, you know, personal training, they think about meant to move. Yes. Um, let's see. Have you used any like a paid advertising yet or has it all been organic so far?
6: Uh, some paid advertising. Um, definitely some some paid ads. A lot of it has been organic. A lot of it has been just, again, from Google searches and, and things like that. I haven't paid for any Google ads, but Instagram and, and Facebook, I've, I've put a little bit of money into. Not much. Honestly, like I just kind of run some ads that just run like for a dollar or two dollars a day just to have something out there again, just so you kind of see it every now and then on your story and be like, oh, cool.
5: Right. So are, when you do, when you do put a couple dollars into Facebook or Instagram, are you like boosting the post or are you like creating an ad campaign?
6: Uh, so I'm usually boosting, um, boosting a current post.
5: Gotcha. Okay. Have you thought about trying like a, a full ad campaign on either of those platforms?
6: Um, honestly, no, I haven't really looked into to that far into it, I guess. Um, usually I just kind of put the post in and then boost the post. As far as the ad campaign, I, I guess it's more starting from scratch and kind of figuring out from there, which I haven't really okay. um, tapped into yet.
3: Yeah,
5: that's another aspect of like another hat to put on, another thing to learn. <laughs>
6: <You> know,
5: <laughs> um, so have you seen a return from the boosting of posts on Instagram and Facebook?
6: Uh, yes, I would, I would definitely say that I've grown um, and gotten a, a good amount of clients from from that um again majority still from the google like google searches but definitely have gotten an uptake from running the ads and having people see it and reach out
5: yeah definitely um what do you use to track like new members coming in or leads that you've gotten Um, do you do softwares do you kind of just like excel sheet old-fashioned way (laughs) what's your process um
6: yeah yeah so i'm um I'm still kind of in the trenches. Uh, so I'm literally excelling it, you know, like email list, customer, like list of customer names. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I track everything through Excel. Um, I found it the best way so far. Uh, I also use, as far as appointments go, I use like square appointments to keep everybody in. So they get like notifications and stuff like that. But aside from that, it's really just, my, you know, tracking the new clients and all that data and stuff like that is just really me making excels and, and little like tally marks on, you know, clientele like ranges and stuff like that.
5: Yeah, definitely. Do you think as you like get bigger and expand, you'll look into something more automated or?
6: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. It, uh, yeah. It, it's tough sometimes not naturally being an organized human being. Um, and Excel spreadsheet kind of keeps me there. But okay. something more automated would definitely be, you know, helpful to, to look into once I kind of create bigger margins as I expand a little bit.
3: Yeah,
5: definitely. Um, okay, let's see. We have some. Um, okay, so this is kind of a fun question. If you were to wave a magic wand and tomorrow you have the facility of your dreams, what does it look like? What services are there? Members, dreams. staff?
6: Um yeah, so if I was to wave the magic wand around, um I would I would say I definitely would want um a, a not such a much bigger facility, but definitely a, a more sizable facility. Um definitely, you know, I want, I want a lot of functional things like you know, the turf with the with the sled and, and all of that stuff. Monkey bars is a big thing for me. Um I I definitely want to kind of create like a fun environment. Too, you know and like working out with the aspect of like you know like a playful a playful workout um i would also probably want a side office again like the physical therapy thing was always big for me so the you know while i probably won't be the physical therapist working in that office i would want somebody there with you know like manual therapy basically like all in one shop to kind of get somebody you know from point a to to point b and, and kind of working around their injuries and ailments and and things like that have them be able to kind of come in you know all in one wellness center type of place and then have them enjoy their lives
5: yeah definitely like a one-stop shop for fitness that would be really cool to have
6: yeah
5: um okay I know you're starting out you said you opened in July correct
6: uh I opened this location in July yes
5: okay so I know you're just like newer but what do you what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck right now holding you back from faster growth
6: uh to me it's uh I mean it's it's finances really um it's getting to to that point you know I I put a you know I put a lot into trying to get this place open um you know we discussed before like you know wearing all the hats like you know I painted the place I put the machines together I redid the bathroom like I I did everything to try to you know manage while i still didn't have the clientele to really like take all all of my time up like i really tried to put everything together myself to kind of save some money and still put everything into this um so right now i'm kind of just playing catch up with all of that and you know as as i said before like as i am able to increase those margins and then kind of like put myself in a better position as i continue to grow that's really been i guess like the I guess the staggering point. Like I said, I've been putting like a dollar, two dollars into Instagram ads and things like that just to kind of be relevant and stay relevant. Um, but as I continue to you know, grow, then $5 a day or something like that until you know, I get to like $100 a day and really like am able to outreach um, more so in the area.
5: Yeah, it's tough, right? Because if you want to grow, you have to sacrifice something. And so it's like a kind of a question of, are you going to sacrifice more of your time? or Are you going to sacrifice more money? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a tough balance there. Um, speaking of like your time, since a lot of our listeners are business owners, how do you kind of like protect your, your personal time? How do you set boundaries within like the business?
6: I definitely... I definitely try to set boundaries um, as best as I can Uh, as being the only person here and as being the new business owner, um, you know, it's you want to take everybody on. Like you, I want to not be able to say no to anybody and kind of just, you know, gravitate whoever I can in here and figure it out. I got to be here at 11 at night. I'll I'll figure out a way to make it work, I guess. Um, But I, I've been, I have been victim in the past of, working three jobs um four jobs really at at a point and you know dedicating too much of my time to all these other things that I never really got to kind of just breathe and sit down and really like take that like breath of fresh air and be like all right like you know getting to the next thing so for me it's 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 again as things start to pick up it's creating those boundaries it's it's while the business and the branding is all on me right now my my all my outlook is always looking to the future and not not needing men to move to rely so much on me but more or less my the cultures and the things that i believe in and have that legacy kind of run through here as opposed to you know this business lives and dies with me in it yeah Yeah. with so many small businesses
5: yeah just setting up you know systems and processes and Mm -hmm. creating a strong culture so that you can step back a little bit eventually um is that a goal of yours would you like to take more of like a backseat in training or do you always see yourself being a trainer there
6: i always see myself being a trainer here um Mm -hmm. it you know it definitely there there is so much like i said before that goes into you know going from just personal trainer to business owner um So while I I don't ever see myself not being a personal trainer here, there is a point where, you know, I kind of want to be able to dedicate more time, like, you know, set certain time slots, not be here all day, every day, um, you know, trying to fit those little hours in. Um, So the the goal is to, you know, be here still, but not, not have to divulge so deeply into it to the point where, like, you know, I can't. Say no for the holiday or take off on my birthday or you know something like that like I want to be able to have the freedom to kind of navigate at will without obviously taking away from my clients and, and their needs as well
5: yeah definitely I mean I know as a personal trainer like sometimes the schedule can be so weird like you have a 5 a.m class then you don't have anything until 10 and then lunch and then until 9 p.m you're still at the gym so yeah, yeah. that schedule can get old for sure just having a little extra help would. With- definitely help out with that mm-hmm. um, okay so let's talk about how you retain clients long-term what is your goal for that or how do you um, see yourself keeping your clients long-term
6: um so my goal I mean planning. Is, yeah the, the plan for that really is just you know to me it's, it's relationships um it's building with an individual it's making sure that somebody feels comfortable and feels you know like, accepted and knowing, like, no, know, like, letting that person, like, all right, we're here, we're going to get these results, this this is going to be, like, a slightly uncomfortable time period for you, but, you know, like, it's cool, I'm on your team, I got you, like, let's do that. I think, you know, retention isn't, I think taking retention out of the main focus creates the retention, you know, it's, it's more about the, the experience of being the client here and, you know, enjoying being here and wanting to, you know, seeing the results, seeing the success, like being proud of yourself and, and things like that and having that good relationship and that good rapport with people and, and getting them the results they want, I think takes you so far with people. I have people who've been with me since the garage, um, are still here who have dealt with, you know, my crazy work schedule when I was working another job, trying to get out of there and, and doing all that stuff. And I think that, The personability and and the really, and the, you know, leading with compassion with people really makes a difference. And that's what keeps people, you know, coming back is because, you know, you come here and you feel good and that's an important thing.
5: Yeah, definitely. I feel like our clients always know, like when you're passionate or when you don't really care to be there, Mm -hmm. Um, when when you actually care, they know and they stick around. So I think that's a great thing to focus on. Um, So tell me about, this is your full-time job now, correct?
6: Yes. Gotcha.
5: And so before, when you were in the garage, you were doing multiple jobs? Is that what you said?
6: Uh, yeah. So I'm, again, I'm from Staten Island. So I, was, I moved out here 2018 of June. I, At the time I was doing, I was working at the hospital. Um, I was a patient care assistant at, at Staten Island Hospital. And I was also doing personal training out there like three days a week, still in Staten Island. And then it's funny, the magic wand thing, because I was doing like magic shows and uh costume characters for kids
3: parties
6: yeah so i was doing a lot of these things for the magic shows and costume characters i've been doing since i was like in the last like 10 9 10 years um then september of last year came around uh, i left the hospital and i'm still doing the training out in staten island and still doing the magic shows and then once i once this year rolled around January of 2022. I was like, all right, the goal is to get out of the garage just to start doing more. And, you know, I, I kind of slowly trickled into this. And then once I officially like opened the doors, I cut everything else out. I was like, you know, if I don't, I guess I've been running around so much doing so many things for so long. And, you know, you put your eggs in so many baskets that you're just waiting for something to hatch where, you know, now it's like all right i have to go all in on this if i don't put every ounce of energy you know and into this now then it's never going to work and it's never going to succeed and i'll never know where i can actually take this if i'm you know still running around pulling a rabbit out of my hat yeah
5: (laughs) that's so cool that you're doing that before (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm sure your classes must be very fun if they're taught by like a magician so
6: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i do like um I know Fernando said he, he saw it or, or somebody on the team saw it. There was a, I do like a superhero class um, to kind of get the kids involved and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I got like the, the background for that. Um, so it's kind of, you know, getting trained by a superhero. I think it's, I think kids think it's awesome. Parents think it's awesome. And it, it kind of keeps the kids active and keeps them engaged. And in a again, in like a fun, you know, environment as opposed to just like, all right, some guys here are just telling me to do squats and stuff. It's like,
5: right. Yeah, I feel like kids like exercise, but you have to make it fun or they're not going to like it for life, you know?
6: Mm.
5: Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's super cool. So um, before we close out the episode today, can you please tell our listeners something that you wish you would have known before you went all in on the business? What's your biggest piece of advice for someone that's starting a gym tomorrow? Um,
6: my biggest piece of advice, I would just say to just kind of to go all in, um, you know, waiting for a while for things to kind of fall into place and, and, you know, procrastinating and, and doing all those things. It, it, I mean, depending on your situation, obviously, you know, it, it could be more beneficial. And and in my case, it, it did work out, but I wish I did put everything all in all into this so much earlier than I did, you know, but instead of running around with a, like a chicken without a head, you know, you always hear like, you know, millionaires may have seven income streams, do all these things and analyze. And, and it, it's true, but getting to a point where you have to start with something, you have to kind of master something and, and get fully indulged in something. And then once you kind of get those, those things in order, that's when you can start expanding and branching off into doing different things. And and I think that was my biggest mistake for the longest time was thinking that like, Oh, I needed to be doing so many different things, but you're really taking time out of the one thing you can be focusing on and the one thing you're putting energy on because the one thing that you want to do to put the energy into, somebody else is already dedicating all their time to it. And how do you really ever catch up to that or you know, create a role for yourself or um, a name for yourself if you're always running around doing so many, you know, trying to get something to work or waiting for something to work when you just kind of have to work it.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice. You know, there's never a perfect time to jump into something. I know when I started my business, like if I would have waited till I felt like perfectly prepared and ready, like it never would have happened. So Mm -hmm. great advice for the listeners. Okay, well, John Paul, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up. But before we sign out, tell everyone where we can find you. It's your social media, it's your website.
6: Uh, Yeah, so Instagram's probably the best way to reach me. It's meant underscore to move all wording so m-e-a-n-t underscore t-o-m-o-b-e on instagram also on twitter though i'm not that active on twitter um and facebook you could just search meant to move training there is quite a bit of meant to move trainings in the nation but if you type in meant to move training new jersey i'm sure you'd find me no problem
5: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate your time and your contribution to the podcast today. Um, and we look forward to seeing what you accomplished on the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.